my life isn't necessarily great in terms of I can't move, but I still have that joy and gratitude. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming Today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Shelley Hoover, a mother and grandmother, an author, a veteran, and a victim of ALS. Shelley was diagnosed back in 2013 at the age of 47. Despite that, Shelley is an inspiration and actually just published a novel. Shelley, thanks for coming on. And what's so remarkable about your novel, I want you to tell us about it, is how you wrote it. Oh, I typed it with my eyes. I don't have use of my hands, so I use computers and type with my eyes. When I heard that, I said, wow, talk about just being an inspiration for so many people. And when we think of diseases um, that impact us and our families, and what it feels like, you're, you're a good voice to speak to that. So if you can just share your story of what happened seven years ago, how your life changed forever. Uh, I was a principal at a middle school, loved my job and community, and was super active, energetic, and started falling when I was running. And running into walls, like I had three glasses of wine, but I hadn't been drinking. So um, I had never been sick before and went to the doctor and there, you're fine. Well, a year later, basically eliminating every other possibility, I was diagnosed with ALS. And for those who don't know, it's basically your brain quit talking to your muscles. You'll notice my tongue is affected, so I speak more slowly than I used to. But but the doctor says you have two to five years to live. Oh, wow. Get your affairs in order, and there's no treatment, no cure. What do you do? So I went to my family and said, hey, um, it is what it is. It's not why me, why not me, and how are we going to make the best of this? It's not two to five years later. It's two plus five years later and counting. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, in the big picture, I have the best of circumstances. I'm considered a slow progressor. I can't use my arms or legs. So I'm kind of a princess now. (laughs) (laughs) um, Even my grandchildren get involved. They love to feed me a sandwich or uh, my granddaughter 
and my daughter helped me uh, shower in the morning, and it's kind of become a family affair. And it probably brought the family closer together. How old were your children when you were diagnosed? Oh, gosh, let's see. They were 20 and 23. Um, and so it um, certainly brought us closer. And here's the cool thing about a fatal diagnosis. Um, it gives you a laser focus about what's important. And really what's important is being with family and friends and looking into the eye of another human being and saying, you know what, you're important and your story matters. I can't physically play with my grandchildren, but I can sit and listen. And they crawl up in my lap, in my wheelchair, and they'll talk for days. And I get to listen and tell them how awesome they are. And I think without ALS, I would have been too busy to do that with my grandkids. You're able to appreciate the clarity that you've seen post this fatal diagnosis, but was it always that easy or was it a challenge to get to the the spot you're in now? Wow, that's a great question. I think... um, you know, it's there are tough days, um, days where I grieve the loss. Uh, Christmas was tough when I saw on Instagram all my friends baking cookies with their kids and grandkids, and I couldn't participate. So I become sad. Um, I stay there as long as it serves me. Hopefully it's not too long. And then get back to gratitude and being present as soon as I can. So it's not a linear process, right? We all struggle. We all have grief and face challenges. It's what do you do with it? I acknowledge it. I recognize the pain is there, and then I boot it out the door as fast as I can. How is this, how is what you've learned played out in your novel, Timeless Sisters, Peace at the River? Well, it's really a story of sisterhood, and I've found that my girlfriends um, have become such a huge support system, and it required being vulnerable, um, which is hard sometimes, and it's um, how it's played out in my book is there are three women who live 200 years apart, and they all face the struggles that we all deal, um, a sick child, loss of a child, divorce. Uh, physical assault, sexual assault, Uh, what do we do with that? Um, In the story, the women internalize it and face a lot of grief and sadness, and then they realize through their journey and relying on their sisters 
that they can find peace and gratitude regardless of circumstance. So that being the story of my current life, (laughs) how do I stay present, love those around me and my family, um, regardless of what's going on physically. But this is a remarkable feat to actually write a book and to do so with the power of your of your eyes. What's the reaction that you get from people when you share that story? Well, most people uh, think, wow, uh, you know, it's inspirational. Uh, I could never do that. And But really, I believe so much in the resiliency of the human spirit that, well, and to back it up one step, I've always been, um, my greatest joy comes when I help another woman find, um, to see how great they are, like, you are amazing, Uh, don't hide that light, because Boy, the world needs you. And that was really easy for me to do with, you know, the good husband, the great kids, the good career. I'm so lucky. Of course you can be happy. Look at your life. Well, now my life isn't necessarily great in terms of I can't move, but... I still have that joy and gratitude. So it might give my message more credibility being in this physical situation where I do have love and joy and peace in my life regardless. So maybe in a weird sense, if we're looking for a silver lining, um, People might give me a second look, like, wow, if she can do that, I can do it, too. And that's why you are an inspiration to so to so many. Um, what I think for me and I think other people as well um, maybe don't know how to respond or react or ask the right questions when someone shares a story that makes them vulnerable or has an illness um, or whatever the situation is, what is the best response you'd like to hear from people? Wow. Um, I, it brings me joy when they say, hey, you know what? Your circumstances are rough and we all struggle. But after watching you, I'm going to purposefully be present and find gratitude in my own life. And the things that get us worked up um, really don't need to. They're self-inflicted, um, right? What gets us worked yes. up is completely self-inflicted. Did I take the words out of your mouth? <laughs> it's exactly it. And I find great joy in hearing someone say, I'm going to choose gratitude and find the best in my circumstance. Shelly, hold that thought for one second. We're going to have more momming Mm -hmm. right after this. 
I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Okay, we're back with Shelley Hoover. Um, and to, to pick up on, on where we left off and the the way that you're able to help other people really see their life with gratitude and to get a, a I guess you can say a new prescription, right? If, if things aren't looking or feeling right to you at the moment, maybe you need to go to the eye doctor and ask for a new prescription. And and I think you offer that prescription mm-hmm. to, uh, to a lot of people. We were corresponding uh, b- before this podcast, and you had written in your notes, I don't know if you remember this because it was quite some time ago, but you wrote, and I bolded this, you wrote, it's okay to not be okay. What did you mean by that? Uh, well, and this is really the message in my book as well. Regardless of the century we live in, the culture we live in, um, our personal circumstance, we all struggle. It's a human condition. We have heartache, loss, we make mistakes and then beat ourselves up, right, for years over a mistake. And so there is a human condition. We can't deny it. Um, I have to grieve loss when I could no longer drive. Um, It was tough. Uh, When I couldn't see myself anymore, um, that was tough. So we all have grief and loss. And you can't ignore it. If you stuff it, it shows up like whack-a-mole, right? You're screaming at your kids. You're angry with your husband. And you're like, why? Well, you're, you're grieving. You're sad. You're hurting. And we have to acknowledge it. And that's where our sisterhood comes in. Um, we can go to each other and encourage each other. Now, here's the key. You don't want to get stuck there. We acknowledge and process the pain and go, wow, that just sucks. That hurts. And you have a girlfriend come alongside and cry with you. And then you say, all right, we're going to kick that out the door. And in this moment, find gratitude and peace. Now, the pain will come back, right? It's not linear. It'll come back and hit you like a road wave. Mm-hmm. And you acknowledge it and say, wow, that hurts. And then turn and find gratitude. So it's a process. Yeah. Um, but we have to allow ourselves to experience the pain because it's real. And as we wrap this up, Shelley, how can we donate to ALS, to finding a cure? Well, there's uh, several organizations that do outstanding work for people. Uh, Steve Gleason, who's a New Orleans saint, um, just received a Congressional Gold Medal for the work his group is doing. And they provide equipment and hope right to patients. The ALS Association has local chapters that provide services 
directly to patients. And then some research institutes as well. So it's, um, I prefer going right to patients who need help through either Seagreason or the local ALS chapters. Shelley Hoover, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. And just to be real, so our viewers know, you were worried about your voice, and you held yeah. up. We went over 15 minutes, and I think you were just fine. And your message oh, was even you. stronger than your voice. Oh, thank you so much. Good luck to you. Thank you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.